Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me as always is Brandon bringing you another episode and it's the most dynamic episode of all the episodes so far. That's at least the adjective I would use to describe it. I'm bringing a lot of enthusiasm to the game. Brandon's bringing a lot of uh, awesome hair to the game. Dude, I'm, I'm calling you out here and saying your hair actually looks amazing. I know you were a little self-conscious here, hopping on after a shower, but I think it's a good look. Let's cut to the brass tacks. All right. Straight to the brass tacks. Stay, straight it. to the brass tacks. How do you feel about peeing in the shower? Big fan. Hell yeah. I'll do it all the time. Yeah, I've never really found anything to be problematic about peeing in the shower, and uh, I do it frequently. And you? I do it when I gotta go, and I'm in the shower. The only problem is when you get in the habit of doing it, every time you take a shower, you feel like you have to pee when you're in the shower. But sometimes I might go before going in the shower, so I don't actually have to go. So then it's like, can I even trust myself anymore? I'm I'm lost. Yeah, that could be definitely problematic. That What about... Uh... So you're probably not the kind of person who would take a shower on purpose just because you like to pee in the shower. That, that's that's the big uh, conclusion I'm drawing here. That doesn't seem like uh, me. Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel about taking shits in the shower? <laughs> I've done. I slipped up a couple times and did it, but other than that, not a big fan of doing it. Really? See, yeah, I feel I just, like it's so freeing. I mean, it definitely is very freeing. It's like a built-in bidet. I've been big on bidets lately. Last week it was the bidet for your cock. This week it's the shower bidet. You take a shit and then free range. You know what actually is nice are those faucets that you can like remove. You know, like the oh yeah yeah yeah. You can like spray things with it. Big fan of those. I don't know why every sink isn't just like that. Yeah. Well, I was talking about the shower ones, not. Not just the like regular thing. <laughs> oh yeah, either way, because then you can just get all the crevices, you know. If yeah, you, yeah. If you got any lingering uh, bacteria, or you know, we hate bacteria, especially in this new norm here. We're against bacteria completely. We're against it, and uh, so I'm I'm all about fighting it. And those faucets or those uh, whatever, like the removable. Um, shower heads are pretty freaking nice for that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. We're now sponsored by shower heads, shower yeah. heads, get one on your head showers. <laughs> that's a, that's a great start. You know, I just realized that it's the month of August. We're in the eighth month of the year. It, that, it, that does first off, it doesn't seem right. Second off, that means that we, March, April, May, June, July, August, in terms of impact of COVID so far in this country. That is, that's a long time. And uh, the most recent thing I've heard on this is vaccine available for people who are not at high risk in like Q2 of 2021. I don't know if that sounds like what I thought it would be, but it, just hearing that number or just hearing that timeline, it seems like it's a long ways off. Well, what I heard is that this is all a hoax, and we're being conditioned by the government to follow these rules, and that this is scientific fact. So, that's interesting. What, that's what I've heard. Did you hear that from Bill Nye, the science guy? It seems pretty, uh, pretty fake news, dude. Bill Nye, the science guy. What? That was a bad <laughs> choice. 
Why is that a bad choice? Because he's specifically argued. Three solid reasons. He's actually made a specific video saying why you should wear your masks. He's argued with people about them believing that COVID is a hoax. And he's typically pretty logical. So I don't know why you picked I'm not thinking about that Bill now. I'm thinking about the 90s Bill now. He's a totally different guy back then. No. He might have evolved, but he's been the same guy all along. Well... Okay, maybe I didn't pick the best choice of scientists, but I don't. I don't know many others. What am I gonna say? Like, I don't know all the scientists. There's a lot of scientists. All right. Name another scientist <laughs> that's alive. <laughs> I think uh, is Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's an he's an astronomer. Hold on a second. Is that is that considered <laughs> a scientist? <laughs> he's an astrophysicist. There that's not go. a scientist, is it? Wait, wait, wait. Planetary scientist. There it. we go. I'm that sure. that I'm, counts. I'm proud of you. See, you try to get me, but oh yeah, like this man just is like, well, there's a, you don't. How many scientists can you name? Twenty. Twenty. I I'm, I got time. Let's hear twenty scientists. George Allen, Bob Stoops. <laughs> this is not fair. I'm not googling all these people. Uh, Craig Fincher, Bobby Fincher. You know, the Fincher brothers? Dude, the renowned scientist brothers. You know what this reminds me of? I used to always do this thing where I, like, if somebody mentioned someone in a conversation, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Billy, I know Billy. And then I would always just, they'd be like, oh, really? How do you know Billy? And then I would just, like, make up something like, oh, you know, it's Sarah's friend's roommate. Like, I would just, like, make up this thing, and I would always, like, I don't know, I always thought it was a, this was really funny, so I would do Yeah, I, I guess you lot. had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely had to be there, but it was it was funny to me. I think like a, like three other people thought it was funny too. In your entire life or in, in that one specific scenario where Billy is Sarah's cousins? Billy and Sarah both thought it was funny and then me. <laughs> Wait, Billy and Sarah were there? What are you talking? I feel like this story has lost its steam. The credibility is gone. See, Brandon was in Minnesota for like five days, and during that time, I absolutely lost my mind. So this is the result of losing it, dude. You can't, you can't leave me for five days. I'm sorry. You just don't know what I'm gonna do. You just don't know what kind of thoughts, kind of stuff I'm gonna do. What, what did you do while I was gone, dude? That's a really, really good thing. So my back has been in a lot of pain the entire week. So not a whole lot. <laughs> did a lot of uh, laying there. I did play a little bit of Mario Odyssey. That was, like, the one video game I tried playing. Pretty solid game. Really like it. Uh, but, honestly, not not that much. Oh, I guess I released a, I released a video. So, I, I did edit for part of it. Oh, like, it hurt really bad to edit. <laughs> uh, but I, I toughed it out and got done. You're a fucking trooper. I'm an absolute trooper. I'm trying to be as dynamic as I possibly can. Honestly, I'm trying to be as monotone as I can just to fight the system. See, I think that, that people always think that we agree too much. I think that if we do it like this, this will help us a lot. Oh, so do like a pardon the interruption thing. We just automatically agree with each other or disagree. Max Kellerman. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Max Kellerman. Don't bring that guy up. Are you a bigger fan of Stephen A? Yeah. You remember when I ran into Stephen A at the airport? <laughs> you, well, I mean, I, I don't remember it because I wasn't yeah, yeah, there, yeah. but I remember you telling me about it. And I was like, yo, Stephen A, go Cavs, am I right? And then he just shook his head, and that was it. That was my whole interaction with Stephen A. Smith. See, Max Kellerman probably would have said something stupid, but Stephen A., 
he handled it like a trooper. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Max Gellerman would have just done something really dumb. Dude, I love you. I love your takes. All right, we we've we've like talked about. Okay, so here's some things we, we've talked about COVID way too many times. Can't talk about it anymore. I feel like, I feel like I've banned COVID for being a topic of discussion from the podcast for at least a week. That means we can talk about anything else. And we kind of already did talk about COVID. I know that was enough. All right. <laughs> I mean, it, it it needs to maybe like get brought up like once, but that's that one gets to be a bit much. What I can say, well, actually, I'll, what do you got? I feel like you got something. I was just gonna say, how are you overall feeling right now? Like, how how's you, what's your mood like? Obviously, you've been having these back pains, but are you are you feeling motivated for life? You feeling down in the dumps? What's what's going on in the in the mind and heart of Stephen Russell B? Well, I'm glad I'm glad that you asked this because I'll be uh, I'll be transparent like my uh, community post was on YouTube. Uh, well, the back pain stuff has been very bad <laughs> because I I am like pumped that I changed up my YouTube channel because I just feel like a weight has been lifted off me where I, I feel like re-inspired again. But I feel like as soon as I did that, my back started hurting really bad. And it's like really hard to think creatively and be in a good mood when I can't work out, which is a huge part of like my, uh, it's like what keeps me staying upbeat. <laughs> so when I can't work out, it's not good. That constant pain doesn't feel so good. So the last week, been pretty bad. Not gonna lie, not, not a particularly good week for me because I just, it's made me like I've tried to be uh, just like optimistic about what's going on. I've tried to stay upbeat about things, but when every like little thing that you take away from normalcy definitely can screw up with someone, like how they're feeling. And right now, this combination of like not being able to be social as an extrovert, not great, and then the not being able to work out, not great. So. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it was not particularly the best week. I think I managed, and I do think that I've, like, learned how to hopefully prevent some of these back issues in the future. But um, there's that, and I'm just a little anxious about, like, the like my YouTube channel moving forward. Like, whenever you make a change like that, you just never know how it's going to go. And it just, it, it get, it's very freeing, but it's also like, okay... Hopefully this is the right move. So that's been sort of a, a reoccurring anxiety, but I, I will say I am pumped about this next chapter of the podcast. So that's the one thing that's sort of been staying in my mind in a positive manner is getting the new microphones and getting the curtains set up. And I do feel optimistic about like this podcast moving forward. And I do think that eventually this YouTube thing is going to work out for the best, but... I definitely, I struggle from time to time because YouTube is just a, it's a grind and you can't get too high and low because it's just ebbs and flows with every release that you do. Have you, uh, I I think I have a couple questions. Have you ever gone to a chiropractor to see what might be going on with your back? I have. So I've, uh, I went, gone to two, two different, three different chiropractors actually in the past. Um, they've mostly just told me like, it's, it's typical, it's, as you get older, like you just tend to have more issues, uh, and it's largely from like just too much sitting, too much hunched over, 
like my my core tends to get sort of like they'll say like weakened core and i was like what the hell weakened core like even like doing exercises like i, I just don't understand what does that mean exactly i guess my recurring issue has just been that I'll have like bad posture for long <laughs> periods of time. And then after I have that long posture, uh, being like poor for a long amount of time, then I'll do a workout or something. And then I'll, I'll irritate it even more. And then I won't give my body an ample time to heal. And then it'll just kind of reoccurring. It'll build up a knot on my back and then it just kind of gets worse over time. And then I go through these like a, like a week phase where I have like a pretty bad flare up where like it's pretty painful like for like the whole week. So I just had like the worst one I think I've ever had. <laughs> like right if not the worst, it's like right there amongst the worst. Hmm. So not so good. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what it's been. Um I just I'm impatient. I need to actually dedicate time to do stretches and things like that, but I appreciate you asking about it because i know some people have been a little bit concerned because i i did mention it and i i only mention it because it actually like it's really sucked lately yeah no i know i mean we've before i left we uh had to be careful about going for walks or runs so i know that uh i know that it definitely has been impacting you and i think you're right that to a certain extent it's uh gonna take a little bit of work that maybe you don't typically have to do but that i guess that's part of us getting older you know having to do some extra stuff to make sure that we we stay in shape and i also wonder too how much of this could be genetic you know maybe like you that whole weakened core thing um you know i i know that you work out your core and and stuff it could just be that's something that deteriorates uh in your genes with age um so that's that's a tough thing. You, uh, I I always find it fascinating just with our bodies because there's so much stuff going on that we just don't know about and don't know that's going to impact us or affect us. I wa- I watch a lot of not a lot, but every once in a while when I'm on YouTube, I get caught by the uh, the chiropractor thumbnail when they're like uh, adjusting some hot chick or something. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll watch it and it's just interesting to hear them talk about how oh yeah the reason that your um your shoulders feel tight is because down here by your armpit it's connected through a muscle that gets up here so you need to rub out this muscle here and um so i was curious if you ever saw a chiropractor and and if it had helped at all i actually saw a chiropractor when i was in like seventh grade because i was uh i was having like severe lower lower back pains and it um turned out the reason was i was so inflexible in my hamstrings that it was putting extra even back then yeah so you've always had that i've always been bad yeah i uh i just i'm really impatient with stretching so i fucking hate it but but uh but yeah when i went there they did the the whole thing where they like lay you on your side and then crack your back oh my gosh it felt so good um and now I really like getting my back cracked, but I don't think it's good for you because then you're... It's not. So yeah. that's actually, that's one thing I can say from my research on this because when I first started having these issues, I was just like, oh, I guess I just need to crack my back all the time. Because when you crack your back, it does give you that like sort of, ah, like it's like a, it's like a sigh of relief for you. But if you keep doing it, I don't know, like I I'd highly recommend everybody actually like research this and like Google it. But what you're essentially doing is like you're loosening part of your your back 
and like over time it loses its form, which is not good for you. Well, I'm just trying to develop some scoliosis, so I think it actually is good for my goals. <laughs> interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting life goals there. Sorry if that offended anybody with scoliosis. I'm sure that is like a very debilitating oh, yeah. thing to deal with. So I apologize. I took it too far. Nah, dude. At least I got You're, Pedro uh... Martinez now. <laughs> it's the first time one of those cards has ever actually made it onto. I haven't opened it. <laughs> Anything that package. we've done, it looks incredible. We we talked about so we play MLB Showdown 2000. We talked about. Is there ever a chance that somehow MLB shut on 2000, these, all these cards that we've been investing in will somehow become valuable? And our thought process <laughs> is if we get big and we play MLB Showdown, people will want to play it and we'll oh, yeah. have a monopoly on the market because we'll have every card. Well, I don't know if you've heard this, like, this theory before about how Kanye just, his whole thing is, is that he's really... That does look pretty cool. I'll give you that. That's a pretty cool card. Uh, Kanye's whole thing is he just tries to show how cool he is by taking something so not cool and making it cool, like mm-hmm. taking dad shoes and making it cool. And he did that thing with like the Confederate flag. Like that's Kanye's whole thing. And then some people say that him being a Trump supporter is kind of him doing that too. Like he's always trying to make the the least cool thing as cool as possible. I feel like maybe this is our calling in life is to make MLB Showdown cool. Well, I've always been considered super cool, so I definitely think that we could do that for sure. What was? Let me ask you this: What moment in your life did you feel the coolest? I was banging like six chicks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually. I'm serious. What is there ever? Has there ever been a moment where you're uh, like, damn, I'm actually really cool? It's probably eight <laughs> chicks that one night. <laughs> um, the moment I felt the coolest. Well, I used to get chills. Um, <laughs> this actually makes me sound super lame. When I would do musicals in middle school, because uh, there were like no, there were like no other guys that could sing. And so I always got cast as the lead role. And um, I always just felt like such a badass at the end of each show when we would do that, like, curtain call, and we'd come out and everybody would applaud. I always got goosebumps. And uh, and I was kind of, um, I don't know, I was an athlete, but I was also artsy. So it was, I kind of, I, I, I was kind of the kid growing up that was friends with everybody. I didn't really have, like, a clique or anything like I, I i had so many interests and i i think i just liked attention so i just was like like at the football games in middle school all of the middle schoolers would like stand around um on the track outside of the football field instead of actually watching the game and you'd have people that would sit in their same click the entire time and i was the guy that was like I'd run over to one click and I'd, I'd say a couple zingers and then I'd go over to the next click and say a couple zingers and get that. <laughs> that was me. So uh, pretty much just my entire childhood. I just <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like that's <laughs> couldn't be any less specific. <laughs> well, I don't know. You times just I was really... through, what's the moment you felt the coolest? I said the six chicks. Just thing. all the times I was really cool. I said the yeah, six like... chicks thing. Then I said the eight chicks thing. You didn't like those answers, so I had to come up with something else. 
I, w- I wanted something real, dude. This is everything. The six chicks go. thing is real. This is dude. authentic. Probably the time that I finally owned Dragon Ball Z all the seasons on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I like that answer. <laughs> Perfect. All right, what about That's you? That's the best answer. Uh, I have to answer this now? I have to answer my own questions? What kind of podcast is this? Yep. It's it's a give and a take. It's a give and a take. Um, um, kind of a... Uh, this is a tough question. Like... Definitely the first time I hit a home run in baseball. Like that was actually that's literally the first thing that sticks in my mind because my uncle <laughs> when came to the game <laughs> like he never goes to any of my games and then in that game I hit a home run and then my next at bat I hit a triple with an air, so I scored on that too. So I was like, Yeah, you know, this is just this is just typical around here. Just hitting home runs left and right. <laughs> I will say I had a girlfriend so uh after when I was a general manager of a Jimmy John's, I played in an adult baseball league, wood bats and everything. And uh, I was like the first, I, the first couple games I like hadn't played baseball in a while, so I was just really rusty. But then my girlfriend at the time decided to come to one of my games, and I went like three for four with two doubles. I made a couple like uh, really good plays at third base. And I was just like, yeah, that's fucking right. You're dating a stud at third base right <laughs> now. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what about when you had like a a bad baseball game and your girlfriend was there? How would you act then? I just cried. Like, was <laughs> dude? I I like just like she would always like try to be like it's okay. I'm like no, it's not okay. Absolutely not okay. I must have just been like the most frustrating person at those at those times. I uh, I'm wondering if my girlfriends ever saw me have a bad game. <laughs> I'm not Nothing saying that to be cocky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like I don't remember a lot of times my girlfriends came to my games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and, and none of them knew enough about like baseball or football to even know if I was good or bad. So um I think to them they were just like, "Wow, you hit a you hit a pop-up." Wow. So incredible. One time, <laughs> oh, dude. This has nothing to do with them coming to my baseball games. I went to my senior year of high school. My girlfriend was having a grad party, and she had these, like, cousins uh, that were all there, and, and we had different friends. So we decided to play a big kickball game in the cul-de-sac. And <laughs> her little, like, 8-year-old cousin was playing third base, and I came up to, to kick. <laughs> I just fucking rocked her. I kicked the ball, and just fucking smacked oh, her no. in the face. I felt so bad, but then I got a double, so it was pretty sick. <laughs> I used to I used to love kickball back in the day. That was like one of my absolute favorite things to do. Dodgeball was my jam, man, because I could throw hard, so I could get so many people out. Dodgeball was fun. My freshman year of college, we had like all of the different, uh, um, like the baseball team played, or no, it was it was freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and then it was like coaching staff for all the student athletes and uh my freshman team went to the championship and there was this game where i was like taunting the staff and they threw it i caught it one-handed and then another person came in and i got the last person out it was pretty sick i don't know how i didn't get laid that day what the hell this is dodgeball (laughs) (laughs) i don't think dodgeball was the best sport for getting laid i think that was that was your issue right there what do you think like frisbee golf yeah i'd say probably frisbee golf is number one Oh. Or bocce balls up there too. That's a good one. Ooh. 
<laughs> Good old bocce ball. My parents have done the bocce ball leagues a few times. I'm just like, is that my future maybe? <laughs> is that going to be... Is that what my life's going to turn into? It's podcasting on, on the bocce ball. Well, your future is definitely not bowling because we know who kicked your ass in that. <laughs> if, if we had a rematch in bowling, I think I would be true. Uh, yeah, but you think a lot of things that aren't correct. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I actually thought of a moment where one of the moments where I felt really cool. Because keep in mind, in like fifth grade, I didn't feel so cool. I like my big glasses. I looked like fifth grade was like peak me looking like a bit no first grade was peak me looking like a bit dude nerd. don't but bring up first grade, grade around you <laughs> don't bring up first grade where i didn't know how to read and i was in the, <laughs> the special reading group <laughs> of people who had no idea how to read at all or spell at all but that's another that's for another time uh in like fifth grade i was at this like church camp and i somebody was like dude i dare you to go up there and dance on stage and I had no self-confidence, so I have no idea why I actually did this. But I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to do it. So like, I just went up on this stage. There was like t- probably like 200 people that were just like sitting there. Nobody was on this stage. It was just like they were playing music. So I went up there, and people were like, why is there a kid up on the stage right now? <laughs> and I just go up there, and I just like start dancing. And then people are like, okay, okay. So they start like clapping. And then I just continue to dance up there, and then they, like, play the music louder, and then people start going up there and, like, joining me up there and start, like, doing dance moves with me. I was, like, on cloud nine for, like, an hour. Hell yeah. That was, really, like, the, that was the highlight and peak of, like, my entire youth. And I really thought that, like, that was my moment. I'm like, okay, I've got this now. It's all up from here. This, this was, like, you know how we talk about, like, making it? Like, I had thought in that moment, I'm like, that's all I needed to do, was just step outside and get on the stage. And then I did not... I did not build off that momentum at all. Really a tragedy, if you ask me. Honestly, you wouldn't even be talking to me right now if you had built off that, because you'd be famous, you'd be just drowning in cash. Yeah, dude. That's That was the big difference maker. So th- this is... The reason why I mentioned the story is this is a life lesson. You gotta sometimes you gotta build off the momentum at things. You know, you get you come up with a good idea, you gotta see it through. You gotta follow through. I should have been a dancer, clearly, from this. I should have been like in Backstreet Boys. Maybe I should have been in One Direction or something, clearly. But instead, after I got off that stage, I went right back to just being normal, normal Steven, who lacked self confidence. Really an issue. That's tough. I honestly, um, I wish I could, could have been there to support you that day. I feel like maybe if you just had one more person in your corner to say, you were meant for this, Stephen. You know, I feel like that. This is the story of my life. There's that one more person in my <laughs> corner in certain situations that uh, does go a long way. I could have been that guy. I could have been that guy that was like, "You're a dancer, dude. Forget everything else." <laughs> we could have done it together. Forget One Direction. We could have started our own group, dude. We could have been Two Directions. <laughs> yeah, dude. We could have been Two Directions, but we decided not to be Two Directions. Damn. I definitely would have had that six chick story if we would have been two directions. I know, but instead, instead, instead only eight. Where chicks. everything must go. <laughs> <laughs> instead, where everything must go, which is almost as incredible, but not quite. What do you think about today's color, by the way? I like I it. a different color. It's a pretty good one. I like this is one of my favorite colors so far. I think. It also just uh, I think those curtains help with the lighting in there. Um, I can just mm-hmm. tell that like the. The color stands out more. 
there's uh or maybe it's just your skin your skin's so glowing today Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank my skin you. looks I like need, fucking shit. Every time I get out of the shower, my face is like red. I'm fucking falling apart. My hair is all over the place. Still? What? Are you taking those cold showers still? I don't take cold showers. We talked about this. I, Dude, you've like taken cold showers before. That's like more cold showers than me. No, I haven't. What I'll do is I'll take a warm shower... And then at times, then if I'm make it really early cold, in the morning, so it I'll make it culture. really cold for like 15 seconds so that it refreshes me. That's about it. Exactly. So are you still doing that? I I don't remember the last time I did it. So Quit trying to paint me in a box no. that I don't belong See, if you would have right? just said no, you're you trying to pigeonhole me, and I'm more dynamic than that, okay? I'm not monotone. Dude, I'm, I'm pigeonholing this entire podcast. We only do topics on showers now. That's it. <laughs> We actually have talked about showering a lot to this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I still, I still do think that we should do an episode just for fun, because I feel like you know how Mr. Beast he got famous for doing these like dumb things like counting to a hundred thousand. I do think that we should start doing things like this. Yeah, <laughs> like I like we the idea. To have a podcast about substance-filled things. Let's not do that. Let's just do these stupid fucking Mr. Beast <laughs> type stuff. No, I like in addition to the substance. So oh. it's like, all right, we did a lot of substance-filled episodes. Now we're doing one on bananas <laughs> for a long time here. Well, bananas do have good nutrition, so there is some substance to that food. Exactly. So I think, I do think we should pick an episode once where we just take one thing. Like, let's say it's, I don't know, it's uh, turtles. We have to talk the entire episode about turtles. We have to talk for at least one hour. And if we go off the topic, we lose. Have you uh, ever watched the Ollie G show? No. So it's Sasha Baron Cohen, the guy who does Borat. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So he used to have an actual like TV show. I think it was on like HBO or something. And he uh, he played this character Ollie G, who was like this uh, white gangster dude. And he had this episode where he had a roundtable of all these religious people to talk about how evolution is a is a hoax it's not real and and uh he was like yeah but we know that humans came from monkeys and they're like how do you know that and he's like do you like bananas and they're like yes and he's like well there you go (laughs) (laughs) i mean he's on to something i feel like i think he's on to something dude we wouldn't like bananas if we didn't come from monkeys (laughs) <laughs> oh, classy. What are you reading right now? Did you just get a text? I think, I think that works. No, no, no. I'm in the I'm in the podcasting zone. That's You like just the, read a text. What did you read? Nothing nothing more. Dude, I was just reading like some Phantom Toll Booth trivia and like I was just trying to get to the bottom of So first of you show. were in the podcast zone, now you're reading Phantom Toll Booth trivia. When are we gonna get to the real answer? Let's get to the. Let's actually discuss the brass tacks of. Uh, well, actually, okay. Let's just talk about brass tacks. What do you think about it? <laughs> I honestly, I honestly have no idea what the hell the brass tacks even is. <laughs> I keep, I keep mentioning it. I'm looking it up. I honestly have no idea what this even is. What's brass tacks? What's crass tacks? The phrase "get down to the brass tacks." It's not even. It's not even. <laughs> It's not even brass tacks like T-A-X. It's T-A-C-K-S. It's an Americanism dating from the 19th century. 
Oh, so it's like, wait. Oh, it's not like taxes? It's tax. No. <laughs> what the hell? Nobody even knows where this comes from. Brass tax means the essentials, the basic facts. So to get down to the brass taxes to focus on the essentials. So maybe nobody it, knows where this comes from. Maybe it's because you know how you put like on a uh, bulletin board, you'll have like tax that you hold stuff up. The brass <laughs> ones might be ones that stand out more. So let's get to the brass tax. I I really think that this is one of the most valuable pieces of information we have actually ever discussed on this show. What was that? I definitely got it wrong. What was that phrase that you, uh, you remember we went for a walk the other day and you're like, I feel like I've heard this the other way. What, what is the actual real, you know what I'm talking about? This is going to be horrible for the podcast. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, this is our first time recording a podcast, so just bear with us. Facebook, what, what do you think about it? I hate Facebook. <laughs> I still hate it. It's not for me. I don't know who it's for anymore. I can't even create a Facebook anymore. I deleted my Facebook a long time ago, and now every time I try to create one, it says that I'm not Brandon Flippin. Dude, you need to become someone else. I need a new identity. <laughs> you need to become Frandon Blippin. Frandon Blippin, that's interesting. Yeah, dude, as soon as you become Frandon Blippin, then things will become exponentially better immediately. <sighs> you want to do these audience prompts? Let's do it. All right. So uh, we got a couple here. Uh, I, I just want to address one. We did get another one that we're not addressing because we don't even know who this guy really is or what this <laughs> stuff. So for the person that sent that one in, uh, we'll have to do more research. Yeah, because we'll end up giving another response like we did with the American. What was the thing we didn't know what it was? Oh, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Amazing Race. Yeah, I don't know. It's not American. is <laughs> just the Amazing Race. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we didn't even know what that was, and our answer was was great, but never again. <laughs> so the first one is, how do you feel about pineapple on pizza? You're a big pizza guy. Let's 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 hear your thoughts on this. I have no desire to eat pineapple on pizza. I don't I don't like combining sweet with savory at all. I don't I don't get it. What? I don't even like like f- like desserts. I don't even like adding f- like fruit on it. And like that's I just don't like mixing things together just in general. Like I like I eat really plain. So I'm not going to ever put pineapple on pizza. It also doesn't like it doesn't feel like it makes sense. Like I don't, I don't know. Wait, do you like chocolate covered pretzels? Oh, I absolutely love chocolate covered pretzels. Wait, what savory They're mean? Incredible. I think savory is like salty. Okay, so that I would think- be sweet and savory. You said you don't like sweet and savory. Yeah, but that's I will admit that that is an exception. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing I can probably find some others as well. <laughs> this guy just makes these bold claims that doesn't can't even back up. I'm just saying in general. Dude, ever since different. your back started hurting, you've lost your spine. You can't even stand straight with your own ideas. <laughs> Dude, that feels like a low blow. I don't think I like that you said that. Blow, now I'm offended. What? I'm offended now. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Tony, you're gonna have to go ahead and edit that out because Brandon here just forgets <laughs> what we talk about on the show. I miss Tony, dude. Well, we're back dude. in the same place. Tony's making a comeback. Yeah, Tony's making a comeback, and we gotta actually get a Tony too, because we always talk about this Tony, but he never actually appears on camera. I say we get a guy whose name isn't Tony, but we still call him Tony because he needs to be Tony. Yeah, he's gonna be Tony regardless. 
if we actually get to this point where we got this, um, what would he be, like a producer? He is definitely going to be called Tony. In fact, we actually may only accept applications if their name is Tony. And if that really doesn't work, they're still going to be called Tony regardless. I guess Tony could be a girl, too. It doesn't really matter if they're a guy or girl. They're just going to be called Tony. One of my favorite porn stars is Tori. Does that count? Uh, she goes by Tony now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you upset with how many times I bring up porn on the podcast? I remember when we first started the podcast, I like made this. I, I talked about porn for like a good, good segment, and you were like a little uncomfortable with it. Has that changed at all, dude? I don't know why you say that. I just, I no. I mean, it, not, that was the truth. You didn't feel comfortable with me talking about porn, dude. Is it because your grandpa listens? <laughs> I forgot my grandpa. I don't really know if he actually does listen. He did hear the one time that I did rip on him, though, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Those are the days. No, I mean, at this point, there's so many things on this podcast. Uh, I just feel like I'm not a good person to talk about porn. This is not really... Uh, well, Not a real big porn guy. I'm a this. great guy to talk about porn with. So Brandon, guys... he's really great. Brandon's appeared in like three different films, so three, this is the main difference. Three award-winning films, by the way. Th- three award-winning I think it was films. Best Cock. Uh, no, 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 no. You definitely didn't get that award. Well, it wasn't me. It was another guy in the film. I just was in the film. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't even get nominated for that one. No, it definitely wasn't me. Definitely not. Um, let me answer this question. How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? All right. I love pineapple on pizza if the pizza sauce is barbecue. If it's barbecue sauce with pineapple, chicken, and you can have some bacon on there as well. Oh, my gosh. I'm in heaven. When I order Papa John's, that's what I get. My mouth is watering right now just thinking Wait, about you- it. You get pineapple on your Papa John's? My Papa John's, I always get the same thing. It's a buffalo, like, um, buffalo chicken. Not buffalo, uh, uh, barbecue chicken. It has, like, pineapple. And I actually custom make it because, it, for whatever reason, when they do their specialty pizza, it tastes different than when you custom make it. I don't know why, but. We need to get Papa John on here. We ask him about well, what the company did. Well, then he get fired. Did. He doesn't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, but he did. He probably built the infrastructure for it. So. <laughs> he built the infrastructure. I actually think the last time I tried the regular version was back when he was still part of Papa John. So he definitely was part of the infrastructure. Yeah, dude. He definitely had it in. He definitely eats a lot of Papa John still, too. I I wish I could. Uh, what about this next one? What, what do dogs dream about? So I think this is interesting because I was just talking with my brother about if dogs actually, like, remember anything. Like, they remember things from, like, a year ago. Uh, So, I guess I don't know how vivid a dog could actually dream, but it's got to just be about food, I would think. (laughs) I think they're just always having dreams about finding food. Well, there's got to be some sort of uh, memory retention because dogs have trauma and Mm -hmm. uh, certain things they end up generalizing because of experiences that they might have. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, like, they clearly have some sort of a memory because, like, Astro knows the names of his toys. Like, if you say, hey, look, 
like, or where, if you say, where's Ellie, he'll go run, find Ellie, and then bring him over to you. So, like, he recognizes who Ellie Astro is. Astro and his damn toys. I'm telling you, his dog is materialistic. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would think that if dogs could dream, it'd just be about food. Well, I mean, maybe they'd dream about belly rubs, but, like, I think mostly food. It's actually really funny that this is was asked because I was thinking this because uh, I was gone for five days and I I left Cody here somebody house and dog sat so I um, was just thinking about like wondering how she felt with me gone and Coda dreams so I or like I can see when she's sleeping sometimes something's going on uh, so I was just wondering like. Does she have like anxiety dreams about me never coming back or? Oh no! Yeah, I was, I was thinking if, if that's a possibility. Um, but we cuddled all night last night, so it it uh, it turned out okay. She definitely did miss me though. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story post, but yeah, yeah, yeah. she was laying on my chest and just giving me a bunch of kisses. She's a cutie. Yeah, I'm sure that she missed you a whole bunch. Yeah, I think. Uh... I don't know. I've never really thought about dogs dreaming before. Like that that thought hasn't crossed my mind as much as do dogs just like like what do they think about? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know how we'd ever be able to prove it cuz it's not like they can <laughs> I, I yeah, we don't even understand our own dreams. Yeah. Like human dreams. Well, I guess we could do like brain scans to see the activity that's happening um uh, uh, in dogs' brains like we do with humans, but we still don't know like what they're actually dreaming, so I don't know what. Yeah, how how good can we do that with humans? Like, can could you look at a brain scan and tell if someone was having a sex dream? Uh, I suppose what you could do is you could have them when they wake up recall what their dream was, and if they say it was a sex dream, you could be like, okay, so this file that we have right here of the brain scan, they had a sex dream. Let's compare it to other brain mm. scans of sex yeah, dreams yeah, and yeah. see if it's a specific thing that happens when we have sex dreams. Yeah, they probably could do that. That freaks me out. I actually, I, I was thinking about how how over time our like privacy is taken away from us because there's like, there's cameras everywhere. They have all of our internet search history. And I was thinking, what if we ever got to the point where they could read our thoughts? Like, just how terrifying that would be if... Because like, your thoughts, that's, like, the one place that you can go that nobody will ever know. Um, well, that's just a really scary thought. It, it would, it's also scary because a lot of the thoughts that we have, we have no control over. So, uh, yeah, dude. like, to be judged for your thoughts, I would it's really... Terrifying. Yeah, that would be awful. It would be like, I'm not actually going to do... Like, there are a lot of things I think about I'm never going to do, but... But if, like, you could hear my thoughts or, like, uh, read them on a transcript or something, you'd be like, this guy's fucked in the head. Oh, yeah, that would actually, that would literally be the worst. If somehow your thoughts could be, like, you could see, like, written thoughts with no context. Just be like, holy shit, Steven, Steven had all these thoughts today. <laughs> that would be really, because I, I think about all kinds of just, like, messed up. Like, I'll be pissed off, and I'm like, that piece of girl. Like, I'll just, like, I just, I'll be like... Man, like, what if that person just, I don't know, like, their house just burned down? Like, that might not be so bad today. Like, I'll just have these thoughts, and I'm like, that's that's not really logical. Like, they just sent an email that I don't understand, or, like, I don't... <laughs> I, like, I, yeah, dude. I still weird. think about that skit idea that we had where uh, 
it's like in a court of law and they're reading a transcript of a text um that like oh yeah (laughs) but if they could do this like you went to court or something for your thoughts be like so this is where he thought i wish i could bend her over and stick it in (laughs) it was just a thought i didn't i didn't mean anything but Sexual harassment, you're going to jail. Yeah, because the worst part about this would be, like, obtrusive thoughts. When you're like, oh, man, don't think about my parents having sex right now. Oh, no, like, that just that thought just popped into my head. Like, things like that would pop in your head, like, oh, man. Like, it's literally the worst. Interesting, it's I've like never thought about my parents having sex. Why did you just bring that up? Dude, because obtrusive thoughts, dude. I've definitely thought about your dad having sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's the joke. Oh, gosh. Gotta love Steven's dad. Yeah. No, he's, he's a good guy. He's a great yeah, guy. Yeah, no, you just... Sometimes just crazy thoughts. <laughs> he does have big hands. That's, uh, oh, I know. I can confirm. I can confirm. I just can't wait to feel that grip. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, edit this entire Tony, episode. keep this in, dude. <laughs> Tony, take everything out of this episode. <laughs> Oh my gosh! If you're, if I ever meet your dad, who fucking knows, dude? It's just gonna be. Yeah, just definitely just. <laughs> definitely just like a normal conversation about things that have nothing to do with what you just said. They'd probably be like, "So, are you from Minnesota?" Yeah, yeah. Stephen tells me you like the Browns. Yeah, my dad likes the Browns. <laughs> That's probably way more likely. <laughs> what would actually happen? Oh my gosh! Speaking of the Browns. I got nothing. I couldn't come up with anything fast enough. I'm sorry, guys. I'll let you all down. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know anything about the Browns right now. I think, uh, do we still have Odell Beckham? Is he on the Browns still? Yep. Yeah, he's he's playing, he sounds like. <laughs> wow. You know so much about football. <laughs> he doesn't think the NFL should play this year. I, what do you uh, think? It's going to be interesting because I'm not playing fantasy football this year, so I'm probably not going to really pay attention to the NFL at all. <laughs> unless I'm like, so, unless I have something invested in it, I don't really care that much. Yeah, I mean, it's weird for me because I always play fantasy baseball, but I'm not playing this year. It's just probably why MLB Showdown is like it's kind of filling in the void of not having a <laughs> of not having fantasy baseball, but. Yeah, it's definitely, like, really weird. Like, I'm pumped to have these games going on. Like, I watch them sometimes. But it's very weird because, like, the Florida Marlins, half of their team tested positive for COVID. So, like, they have to figure out how to field, like, 15 new players. Like, I don't – I just don't – I don't know how this works. But they're going to somehow figure it out. It's such a weird season. Wasn't there – isn't there another team that's something happened with as well? The Cardinals had some players test positive recently as well. They've had, like, a bunch of games canceled already in a season that's already short. They're going to be playing seven-inning games this season. Like, they've had to make up so many rules to try to get this season to work. And uh, it's just absurd. I mean, I, I'm i pumped that there's baseball, but, like, it's just very odd. Well, I, uh, my dad and I were talking about this when I was up in Minnesota, and we, we thought it was kind of ironic how – Baseball is thought to be all these these model citizens and these are true true Americans and they've got all these COVID problems. Meanwhile, the NBA, who everyone thinks is thugs and and whatever, they're doing just fine in their little bubble uh, with shit. So it's uh, kind of ironic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the the NBA. I mean, 
the MLB has gotten a little criticism for how they've handled this whole process, but they just said that they could not, they couldn't do like a bubble. It's like they couldn't do that with baseball. Like it doesn't work in the same way. Like it's harder to get like a huge stadium like that. Where for basketball, I guess it was easier to do it like this way. I, I have a semi tough time believing that. I'm just like, is it really that different? Like you don't need stands. You literally just need a field of approximate dimensions. But I don't know. I mean, it, it would definitely be the, the the tricky part about baseball is that each field is different. Like the dimensions are different in every single field, pretty much. They all play differently. So like it would change the statistical part of it, but. It's just it does seem a bit risky that they're doing it the way that they're doing it. Even with no fans, it's it's not really looking so good so far. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have all the answers. I know it seems like it when you guys are listening to this podcast, you're like, who do we go for the answers? You go to Brandon, but this time around I don't I don't got the answers. Yeah. I can confirm too, they just <laughs> canceled uh, a four-game series for the Cardinals coming up. So I honestly have no idea how they're going to finish the season. But it's uh, it's weird. How do you feel about them doing these, like, live concerts that are you just, like, watch on YouTube, like Lollapalooza and stuff? Have you watched any of these? Uh, no. It, so what is it? They're not, they're not people there, right? No, they just, like, live stream. So like, you could just go on YouTube, and it was just, like, a free live stream to go watch them perform. That's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, like, it's it's cool because if you just like watching music that's more raw and not as produced, and you get to actually like, see your favorite artists. But I do, I do, like, I'm starting to really, really miss things like that. Like, at first I was like, eh. You know, like, maybe this whole thing won't be so bad, but it's it's getting to the point where I'm like, I'm really just missing, like, big events. Like, just that, that energy of being around, like, the Cubs Stadium and just seeing, like, like Wrigley Field, just, like, seeing just a whole bunch of people just, like, out there having a good time. Like, that energy definitely, uh, it's definitely missed. Well, I definitely wonder how it's going to impact the actual performers because, I mean, you think about part of... Part of what gets you charged to do a performance and, and and get up and going is that crowd. You know, they kind of help instill the energy in you. So to do it to an empty crowd, but do it virtually, you kind of have to muster that up within yourself. And I don't think, I don't think that every performer is the best at that. I think that's definitely something that uh, some people have a talent with, and some people really need that crowd to to do it. So I guess we'll see. But I mean, it's better than nothing. I, I just think. A lot of these things obviously suck, but we gotta. We can't be picky at this point. Um, at least something is out there, you know, the entertain entertainment-wise. I mean, <laughs> talk about how great it is that uh, we have things like Netflix and HBO Go and uh, all all of the like all these podcasts, all this this quantity of content um imagine had this happened before any of that stuff was really big what the hell would we oh, be yeah. doing with our time dude even i mean even just from the sake of us being able to like do a podcast like mm-hmm. this is so nice that we're able to do this and like yeah it's not as fun doing it over zoom but i i, I kind of I, I was just thinking like doing a live show in front of people like, I, I feel like I would really enjoy that energy because even when I was in college, there was, like, a talk show that I would 
often get to be the guest on. Like I was like a reoccurring guest on this talk show. And even just having like a small audience of people who are just like behind the scenes, like that energy, I felt like I was good in front of the camera just from having that energy of people watching. And I would absolutely love to be able to do like an in-person live show. Like you talk about what the dream is for this podcast, 100%. I would even like be totally down to do it just like a YouTube something or other, like just live for my own channel. Like I would just love, because you, you know, you're lucky you get to do um, live performances with music. And I feel like that has gotten you like comfortable doing that type of thing. I don't know how I would do um, with like a, a live podcast, but the idea of it is really cool and something I really do want to do at some point. Well, that's one thing I'm bummed about because we did have a have a goal of trying to get a live show going uh, at some point in 2020, but obviously we're not going to be able to do that. Um, but when when or if things open up eventually... I would definitely like to to have a sort of um, a very uh, creative night, so to speak, where we record a podcast. Uh, maybe I perform live music. Uh, maybe we do, I don't know, s- some sketch comedy. I, whatever we want to do, I, it would be pretty cool to to have that experience. I mean, one of I think one of the greatest nights I've ever had in my life was uh, I did this show at a coffee shop in Minneapolis uh, called The Nicolet. And we, we like, prepped these, like, uh, interludes with music and, and uh, overdubs of just, like, kind of the message that we were trying to get across. And it was just all these people who were just really zoned into the music in this one night where we were just full of, of expression and uh it was just something else and i would love to recreate something like that but um not not just with music but also with with the podcast i think i think our format definitely works with it as well like people people could get involved in the audience if they wanted us to talk about something specific even if it was bananas or turtles well everything that would must be pretty go. awesome <laughs> <laughs> everything must go yeah that would be that'd be super cool to even like pass over the mic to an audience member have them ask a question and then have us like talk afterwards that would be super super cool because I, I like um the only talk show i've ever well actually that's not true i've sat in a few talk shows but like i got to be in the david letterman studio audience and that like feeling was just so cool of like when you see it on tv it's one thing, but then to actually like physically be there, like in the show audience, it's just such a cool, like such a cool experience. And that was back in 2014 when I did that. That was like Letterman's like last hurrah. That was like his last like year, like year of doing it. Um, that was like super inspirational to me to be in New York City, to be right there in Letterman's studio and just see everything that goes into it, and just I don't know. It's like a, it's like. It's thrilling, which is why I think I like the idea of. I, I'm so pumped that YouTube is a thing, and, and being to be able to do this stuff. But I definitely hope that this is sort of like a launching pad for some other things, because I think that I don't want to ever feel limited to just doing things in front of a screen like this. Like I like interacting with people. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's. I think that's part of the goal with a lot of this stuff is to see. I think this is a, a great platform to hone in on some skills to really find our identity artistically and uh, 
who knows what'll come from it, if anything, but I, it's, it's a lot of fun. It gives you the freedom to, to have that self-expression, which is, you know, I, I think that, uh, that's something that you can take for granted sometimes. I know that I, I kind of, I lost that part of myself, uh, for a little bit there, um, a few years back where I just was so focused on all these things that I thought I should be doing. And, uh, and things that I, I wanted to do for people that I, I cared about. Um, and not that there shouldn't ever be any compromise, but, um, I was compromising to an extent that really took away that not only outlet, but that just almost purpose, responsibility, passion, like whatever, whichever those words, uh, you want to fill in the blank with. And, um, and so to now have this, regardless of, of what the outcome might be, I think it's, uh, it's pretty special to, um, uh, to just uh, have a place where, you know, obviously, uh, there is some external motivation. We want to get subscribers. We want to get likes. We want people to enjoy our content, but it's also just like the fact that we even have a, a chance to do this. I mean, there are so many, uh, for all the artists that we've ever heard, uh, musically, uh, in movies, TV shows, whatever, there are probably uh, twice as many that were never discovered that were just as talented, if not more so, but didn't have the resources or, or maybe even the desire to get on that, get on the stage, metaphorically speaking. So it's, uh, it's just really cool. I mean, that, that's the whole reason that I got back on social media was I care about my music. I want people to hear it. And, um, you know, I want people to hear this podcast, so and I, I won't use social media as this personal thing anymore. I just want to use it as a tool to to share my art, and uh, that's what it's been great for. And that that mindset thing has been incredibly difficult for me at times because, like, I know that first episode that we did where we talked about how you didn't have a Facebook, and I was just like kind of fascinated to sort of pry into it. And I, I've been pretty outspoken about the fact that I don't love social media. I think it's there's just a lot of really toxic things on there and just a lot of things that I really don't like or, I don't know, things that can get into my head, especially as somebody who definitely suffers from some real bad FOMO. Uh, it's, yeah, sometimes just, like, adjusting your mindset on something to not hate it so much by somehow finding a way to make it tolerable is just it's just a huge it's it's so big and i i'm glad that you have been able to make that shift with social media because yeah like i i i do think that sometimes it's difficult for me to not feel kind of weird about like pay attention to me look i'm on social media but at the same time like i've kind of gotten to the point where i convinced myself that it's okay because it's it's like people are going to watch something and they're going to do something with their time and if I don't fight for a reason for them to pay attention to what I'm doing or something that I believe in, then they're going to just go to something else. So I'm like, I want I feel in a way almost an obligation to try to win them over to pay attention to what I'm doing or the things that I believe in, because otherwise that time's going to be used somehow, some way. So I, that, that mindset has helped me feel a lot better about this stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of this, I mean, the majority of this stuff is getting into a good mindset, not, not even just about this, but just in life in general. It's a lot about the way that you approach things as opposed to what 
what your perceived reality is. So um, that's something that I've been trying to understand more and more as I've uh, tried to grow as a person, I suppose. Well, let me ask you this since we're um, getting towards the end here. I uh, I haven't really asked you much about your Minnesota trip, but do you want to just give a, a couple of uh, high-level details of anything that happened, anything interesting happened, or any interesting thoughts? Let me give you the real high-level details. This yeah, is, let's get the high-level details. This is top-notch, high-level detail explanation right here. Perfect. Perfect. This is exclusive. You'd only get this type of high-level, top-notch detail explanation on the podcast. Everything Must Go podcast. Find it on all your podcasts. <laughs> uh, let's see. What did I do? <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> um, I mean, it just, I just spent time with my family the whole, the whole weekend. Um, my dad and I went and sh- uh, shot some hoops. Um, did you get that really good pizza place? That you took me to? No. Oh, dude, that place is good. We actually, like, made all of our meals. We had some calzones one night. We had, uh, I made some uh, veggie spring rolls with my sister with some asparagus. Those are really good. And then uh, what else do we have? I had a, I had a couple hot dogs on my sister's grad. So the reason I went up, up to Minnesota was my sister, my youngest sister, she graduated from high school. So we... Uh, they had, they actually had them do a graduation, but it, they had like split into groups so that it wasn't everybody that was graduating at one time. So they actually went to the graduation, but you were only allowed two people to come to the graduation with you. And then everybody else had to watch it virtually. So we stayed at home when my mom and dad went with my, uh, youngest sister to her graduation. And then we, um, I don't know, we just kind of sat around and did our own thing. I went for a lot of walks with my sister and, um again played basketball with my dad a little bit um i played some uh some ps4 my parent my family has a ps4 so i played i was stupid they they have uh, they have ps4 games that i've never really played before but i played star wars fallen or jedi fallen order which is the game right. that uh i already beat on computer and then my grandma kicked me off the video games i was pissed um she didn't really kick me seems, off. Seems like you should have been pissed about that for sure. She she came down and wanted to watch Ozark, and I was like, "All right, I'll get off. It's fine." Freaking grandma! But uh, and then we had the grad party, and I left about halfway through the grad party because I needed to get back for Coda, and that's about the highest level of detail that you're gonna get, I think. <laughs> that was some pretty high level detail, but that was exactly what I needed to hear. Any uh, any interesting thought that went through your head while you were there? Mm. no no interesting thoughts whatsoever dude perfect i didn't have a single interesting thought while you were gone either so perfect. <laughs> that leaves for a real uh great adding new podcast awesome anything else that you wanted to talk about before we send them off well i'm excited we got the new microphones like we uh we're officially gonna have some uh we got some new microphones we got a new curtain in here um, we're gonna start doing the podcast in person, maybe as soon as next episode, which would be really fun. And it, it's gonna kind of depend. We need to make sure we have all the pieces and parts to make that happen. But um, that's gonna be a nice, like just a nice change of pace. Other than that, um, yeah, just uh, check out 
my YouTube channel sometime if you want. Dynamic. All right, awesome. That's really dynamic. <laughs> well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. If you made it this far, thank you for sticking around. If you want to reach out to us uh, via email, our email is emgpod at gmail.com. Or you can call us, leave us a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. Find us on social media, at EMGPod on Instagram and Twitter. Steven is at Steven Russell B. I am at Brandon J. Flippin. We'll catch you next time. Take it easy.